Hello, everyone, and welcome to So What Happens Next. My name is Thomas. I'm Amber. And this week, we're continuing on our mini Robert Rodriguez train and following up Spy Kids with 2020's Netflix We Can Be Heroes. to uh, dive into this adventure of superhero proportions? Yeah, for sure. That at least makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this movie's going to go. I I wasn't really, you know, a fan of the prequel or the, the, the previous movie, I guess, to this, but we'll get into that in here just a second. So, for those of you who are just joining us, we are So What Happens Next. And if you're the 43 or so episodes in that we've done already and you're just checking us out, Thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming in, and we really hope you enjoy it. We are a show where myself, Thomas, and my wife, Amber, try to guess the plots of movies that one or both of us have not seen. We try to guess it based on five things I randomly pull from the internet without spoiling it for ourselves. Guess for the first half of the show, pause to watch the movie, come back to you with our first thoughts and what we got right and what we got wrong. And whether or not we like this movie or not. And, you know, we got all kinds of episodes going back for that range from stuff like Citizen Kane or Tenet to stuff like Spy Kids and Surf Ninjas. So feel free to check our back catalog at SWHN19.com or wherever you get your podcasts. But in the meantime, Amber, let's get down to business. Up on the board, I have five things. Number one. Directed and written by Robert Rodriguez. So we're coming off of our small screens episodes on Spy Kids. Also written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. And in our past stuff, we kind of talked about that certain flavor he has with his films. So number one, this is by him. So Written and directed. Another, <laughs> another kids movie by this guy who did Spy Kids. So who knows what we're going to be seeing in 2021. Number two is that it's a Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel, I guess, in a manner of speaking. Like, it's in that universe. Um, personally, as I was talking before, I never, I've never, i never seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So, I was aware of it, but I feel like I just barely aged out of that movie. Like, I was, like, not interested in it by the time it came out. Um, like, I just didn't care anymore. So, I never went and saw it. But I guess this is sort of like a pseudo sequel to that did you ever see shark boy and lava girl uh yeah it was really wacky <laughs> yeah yeah like on, a, on a range of like spy kids being the wackiest to alita battle angel oh it's definitely closer to spy kids mm. yeah like if they had said this is taking place during the spy kids realm i would have been like oh yeah like i can uh the rodriguez totally verse that. yeah yeah because you have like the typical kids and mm-hmm. then just just really bizarre costumes and like you know instead of like the spy gear it's like the superpowers stuff okay yeah well that's interesting but it's like you know the typical rodriguez thing where it's like from the kid's (laughs) perspective right marty you're not thinking fourth dimensionally well that does kind of lead into number three is this movie appears to be about 
these superheroes' kids. From what I can understand, obviously they're not reusing Sharkboy and Lava Girl since the actor and actress that played those characters have aged up quite a bit since whenever Sharkboy and Lava Girl came out, I assume almost 20 years ago. So this is about the descendants of that, I guess, generation of heroes. So not sure what's going on quite there. We'll talk about our thoughts on that in a minute. Um, Next up is that it's a Netflix movie. So you guys know how Netflix movies have been and the wide range now. I almost didn't want to put it on the list, but I'm like, eh, Netflix movies still have a certain kind of flavor to them. Yeah. Um, but they do have some really killer movies and then some real crap movies. And if you yeah. if you experience Netflix like we did, you know, back in the earlier days of it, there were some, I mean, it was a meme in and of its own. Uh, just some of those movies weren't great. <laughs> they were pretty no. low budget. Think sci-fi, but even less. And finally, this movie has something to do with aliens as well. I, I try not to spoil it for myself, so I just kind of went through, though I saw the word aliens float by on one of the scrolls, and I was like, yeah, aliens, okay, cool. So I guess there are aliens involved in this movie. Okay. So, Amber, using those five things, what do you got? What is this movie? It's really hard because I don't want to get go based off of what happened in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Do it. I've never seen You know more than me. Okay, so basically... It starts off with this kid, you know, he gets he's getting bullied at school, but yeah. he likes to draw and he conceptualizes Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which is why this kind of like doesn't make any sense to me because they're Shark fiction. Boy, yeah. In the movie they're yeah, fiction. Yeah, it's all okay. within his mind. Right. And a lot of the villains and stuff, it's actually from like his so like the bully. Right. Like right, that right. bully gets turned into a villain, I'm pretty sure, and so does his teacher. Gotcha. And so they're not, they're real, like real life people, but like they don't have those powers, obviously. But then somehow he transfers all the villains and it's really meta because he transfers all the superheroes and the villains into his world along with the actual real life people that the supervillains and, you know, are based on so there's so they kind of clash together at this like okay you know, the point. climax is like yeah the, there's a climax the villainous the villainous beings that are fiction yeah clash with the heroes and the real people that those villains are based on yeah like it's almost like his there. drawings come to life so right to speak. right and they fight the people the real people yeah. that in some cases are inspiration for the fictional character yeah gotcha yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little bit interesting that this would be based on, like, the superheroes. Unless, you know, again, like, he was able to somehow, with his mind, like, bring these characters to life. And now they're living within our world. And they have to sort somehow cope with that. Oh, so he Kind of like an Incredibles thing where it's just like, oh, we have to live within the society and kind of, like, deal with it. And try to live a normal life, but it's really hard. Right. So it's one of those. Yeah, I think I think the the CWDC shows did something where like alternate realities start mixing together with the yeah. prime reality or whatever. I feel like it's one of those. Like you're saying, it's like, oh, this kind of fictional world is bleeding into our mm-hmm. world, causing these superheroes to appear, and we just got to fucking live with it. Like the end of Shark Boy and Lava Girl is an event in which. This shit's real. Yeah, and then now. everybody's like, oh, you weren't lying. Like, Sharp Boy and Love right. Girl, real. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. But then what, what, so then what's happening in this movie then? So, in this movie, I guess it's based on another, like, pair of, like, superheroes, I guess, like, okay. superhero couple. 
And I don't really know, to be honest. Like, I don't know if it's going to go in the direction of, like, their kids are also, like, learning about their superpowers Mm -hmm. or learning to become superheroes. And they have to, they basically go on their own little mission, right? To, like, save the world. Right. But I believe Aang can save the world. So I don't know if it's going to go that way, kind of like what we've seen with, like, Spy Kids. Right. Like a kids or, have to save their parents type situation. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that their parents are superheroes. Oh, so you're so you think it's full on like these kids are my all mild mannered kids with their mild mannered yeah. parents, <laughs> and their parents are actually superheroes. Yeah. But then the kids find out their parents are whatever gone. Yeah. And then they suddenly start manifesting these powers. Yeah. And they're like, we got to go save them. Mm-hmm. So that that's what you think this is going to. Yeah, be? save them from these aliens. Right. Right. Okay. I might be totally off, but again, like, yeah, it's kind of kooky anyways. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, like that's kind of the nice thing about these movies like Spy Kids and and other Rodriguez films. It's like you can be you can let it be kooky. And it's like he does it in a way where it seems to be kind of believable. Right. Yeah. It's kooky, but you're here for it. Yeah. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. And for a kid, I think it's a lot easier to believe it. Oh, Totally. Without a doubt. Like, it makes sense to kids, but as an adult, you're like, what the... Well, it's because kids aren't really thinking about it, right? But then again, like, Spy Kids actually made kind of a lot of sense. Like, it wasn't just, ha I'm Floop and I took your parents, right? Like, we were talking about last week, it's like, oh, I took your parents for a very specific goal because your dad was involved with this, like, secret AI thing, and I need him to make me one of those. And then it's just like, oh, shit, the kid plot line is almost, like, adjacent to the main one. Like, they stumble into the plot more than it's actually like they're part of it they're just there to save their parents they have no fucking idea why (laughs) they're just like our parents are kidnapped we gotta stop them because they're spies when in reality it's like yeah that's true and for kids in the audience you're following carmen and junie going yeah yeah their their parents are kidnapped we gotta save the parents everyone else is like oh but there's like an actual plot over in the other corner with especially like with monk doing his shit but yeah so i think that's a nice thing about these movies is they can be wacky but they can also be like grounded enough in the wackiness to where you there's something to follow I think it's like a good storytelling, to be honest. It's like, you can make it wacky as hell, but you're giving me rules, you're giving me a plot, so I'm not just watching shit happen on screen. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, Thomas, what do you think happens? Oh, I mean, I think... So, taking what you told me about Sharkboy and Lava Girl changes what I initially was going to say. Because I was going to say kind of what... I was originally going to be like, this movie is Spy Kids meets Jimmy Neutron. With superheroes. So it's ah, like okay. aliens come and take all the parents, mm-hmm. who I guess in this case would be superheroes. Yeah. And they take them. I guess it's more like destroy all monsters. <laughs> what I was going to go with. So like Godzilla, the Godzilla kaiju film called Destroy All Monsters, like what happens is aliens come and they take all the monsters and like brain, they control their brains and sick them on Earth. And like Godzilla has to stop them all, essentially. And so... I feel like it's going to be like that, like kind of like Incredibles 2, but like more larger scale without as much focus. Not mean spoilers for Incredibles 2. Go watch it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But um, in this, I think it's going to be like aliens come and they take all the, the superheroes who are just kind of the parents of these superhero kids and they want to like brainwash them and turn them into like weapons to take over Earth. Yeah. While at the same time taking away the protection of Earth, right? So then these kids who are like, 
I think of it kind of like a little dash of like My Hero Academia. Go beyond! Plus! Where it's like they have superpowers, but they're not really like ready to use them quite yet. Like they're not like, oh, I'm super skilled superhero. It's like I have these abilities and like that's the that's the extent of it. And I think it's going to be like, not only are these kids learning how to really use and cope with their powers, but also like they have to save their parents. And it's like you have no, it's kind of like a, you know, do it or die situation. Like you better learn how to use your powers because you got to save your parents. And I think it all kind of is going to boil down to like the, um, the title, right? It's like we can be heroes. And I'm sure it's going to start with like the kids feeling like they can't live up to their parents or something like that. Right. And like, oh, I can't do what mom and dad do. And it's like, no, I can do it. But with the added twist of the Shark Boy and Lava Girl thing, I actually think this is going to take like one step forward into the meta realm because what you said crazy, like how it was all just a written story. I think this is going to be everything I just said, but with the added layer of like a Lego movie twist where it's like, I don't know. I, I think I saw like Pedro Pascal's in this movie, right? He's yeah. one of the main characters. Like, let's say like he's telling his kid this story. Oh. And he's playing the kid from the Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. I don't know who the kid... I mean, I don't know who the kid from the Shark Boy Lava movie, the main kid who makes up the story. Yeah, I mean, it's a blonde white kid, but... It could be. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sell them out for anybody. <laughs> but, like, my point is, it's that kid grown up telling... Yeah. Who now is, say, like, a professional author or comic mm-hmm. book writer or something, and he's telling his kid this story. Okay. And I think that's where it's going to... That's kind of the twist at the end. Yeah. Is it's him disseminating the story to the kid... As like a bedtime story or something. Okay. And I think it's going to do the Lego movie thing where like part of the way through, you know, or even at the end, it'll be like, it'll, it'll do like a princess bride bit where it kind of flips into reality, but you didn't know it was there. And it's like, oh shit, this is all just a story. Right. And that's why you see the same like shark boy and lava girl come in and all these other characters that he's maybe created over time to do that. Okay. Alternately, this could start with that. I think it'd be kind of cool to do like. This opens with the kid from the first movie, now an adult, working for, say, a comic book company or something like that. And they're like, we need you to come up with a new story. We love these characters, but they're getting old. We need something new. Mm-hmm. And he's struggling to come up with the yeah. new story, which then becomes the stories he's telling his kids about the kids' superheroes saving the parents who are the characters he's already written, right? It's like Shark okay. Boy and Lava Girl and shit. I think that'd be really cool, personally. Yeah. I, <laughs> I could see this movie going that way, obviously, but I don't. I don't have my hopes up. <laughs> I think it'd be really neat, though. Like, yeah. I think that'd be kind of a, a sweet thing to see, especially like because this movie came around. What, it came out on like Christmas last last December, so I could see it kind of having that Home Alone Princess Bride esque twist, like bit in the kind of feel in the beginning, where it's like he's just trying to figure shit out, and then it kind of goes into the superhero yeah world. Hold it, hold it. What is this? Are you trying to trick me? Is this a kissing book? Wait, just wait. And that kind of gives you the leeway to be like super campy and shit in the superhero world because it's just a story. Yeah. You know, you don't have to ground it as much. But then again, like we were talking about, it's Robert Rodriguez. He doesn't have to ground it too much in reality. He just has to give you something to hold on to for the ride. And that's you know, more than fine with me. But, Amber, are you ready now to dive into We Can Be Heroes? I'm so ready. Or as ready as I mentally can be. I am maybe 50% of that. But we, <laughs> we will find out if we were wrong and if we were right 
if you just give us a few minutes of your time while we go and spend one hour and 40 minutes of ours, and we'll be right back with our thoughts on We Can Be Heroes. And we are back. All right. So, we can be heroes. <laughs> I'll just say, top of this second half here, uh, spoilers for this film. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you listen to the first half and decide to pause and watch the movie or something, I mean, you kind of got it spoiled, but there's a twist question yeah. that, like, you, you might... You but, don't see coming. Like, it's kind of a twist that's like, this a twist. And it's like a twist on a twist to where it's like, oh, well, okay then. Uh, nice. That's kind of my thoughts on it. But to just kind of quickly go over what this movie actually was about is we, we hit the nail kind of on the head with some of it is aliens come and they kidnap all of Earth's superheroes and their kids, who knew they were superheroes for the most part, have to go and save them, all led by our main character, Yaya Gosselin, I believe is how you say her last name. I'm not 100% sure. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Who is the daughter of Pedro Pascal, the leader of this superhero group called the Heroics. But he doesn't go do superheroing because I guess, like, his wife died and he promised his daughter he wouldn't go into danger again. And of course, he has to go into danger and gets kidnapped and all this shit. And his daughter doesn't have any superpowers. And it, that's sort of the whole thing there, is that she's not special like all the other kids. But she leads them to go save their parents. And they go up to the alien ship and they fight the aliens who have, like, impersonated, like, the president. And, and one of, you know, the twist being one of the kids is actually an alien and... They're also the leader of the aliens, and the aliens were actually good the entire time. Yeah, they were just, like, testing them. Yeah, like, it was, like, a test to make sure that the kids, like, the next generation was good enough to take over for their parents, and therefore, like, help the galaxy. (laughs) So, let's just jump into it here. Amber, what did you think of uh, We Can Be Heroes? Like, what's going on? What is what is with this movie? Like, you know, what are you thinking about this? It definitely didn't go the way that I thought it would. And it didn't even, like, touch base on, like, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like, yeah, they, like were they were in there. there but, yeah. like, other than that, it wasn't like, oh, you know, after the events of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, we created a group known as the Heroics, mm-hmm. or we started having people coming out that actually had superpowers. Right. And so there's, you know, this percent of the population has superpowers, which is like very small, I guess, because that group was like nothing. Right. But right. <laughs> well, especially like because they're kids. I mean, you have a lot of like the heroes getting together so you're kind of keeping it sort of within bloodlines here so there's not really a whole lot of kids it's not like you have an exponential amount of superheroes so they don't have a lot of you know heroes as it is but it was just kind of interesting like I think because it's a Netflix movie they skipped out on a lot of stuff 
yeah. that you generally would have had more time for, I guess. It was like an actual movie that was coming out in the movie theater. I was definitely going to say this movie, so this movie runs an hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Watching it, especially with that opening narration by our main character, I really feel like the original script for this was at least two hours long. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was a whole opening where you watch Pedro Pascal's wife die and him make that promise. Because this movie kind of just opens on the aliens beating the shit out of Superman and Christian Slater. And it's just like, oh no. Anyway, last week. Moving on. You know, like it just kind of goes. And I was sort of like, well, wait a minute. What? Like, what was this? This is just like, an, it's like I'm all, it's like I'm, I feel like I'm 15 minutes into the movie already, even though it's just starting. Like, it was weird. Yeah, I felt like we were missing out on a lot of details that we would normally have gotten with like other films, kind of like mm-hmm. Spy Kids, you know, how they start the story. with the whole, yeah, the, the story. story at the beginning. That's what yeah, I was the bedtime for. story. Yeah. I was like, I'm waiting for that, but no, it's just go right into it. And then you don't ever. It just keeps going, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to explain it, but like you never get to a point where it's just like, this is why we're doing this, or right. this is how everything came to be, I guess. Except for when they go to her abuelita's mm-hmm. house yeah. and she trains them. <laughs> right. We get like a training. But even then, I'm just like, this, I don't yeah. know. I was never satisfied, I guess. You with know, the plot. and I think that's, that's actually how, I, like, I didn't dislike this movie so much, but I will say there was something, like, unsatisfying about it. Like, the kids, basically, the kids are all, like, at this compound, like, the heroics, which they brand the shit out of. I mean, they're, you, it's very clear they're aping the Avengers. Like, they have an H instead of an A. Everything has the heroics written on it. Everything has the H on it. Like, it is as if you're just, like, there will be toys based on this fucking, you know, movie. Maybe, maybe not. But even though they're not, they're doing it ironically. I don't fucking know. But they're doing it a lot. And it's, like... Okay, so they're in this heroics compound, and they take our main character there, who's named Missy, and she meets the gang of superpowered kids. And this is like kind of where I was like, oh, this is sort of a little like My Hero Academia, right? Because like all their superpowers are kind of ran. Some of them are like really weirdly OP, and we just don't talk about it enough. Yeah. And then others are just kind of like funky, silly powers or whatever. Like, or they have kind of that that trade off, right? So like one of the kids they meet, his name is Wheels, and it's this kid in this like beastly looking wheelchair, and you think, oh, it's like a kid who has superpowers, but he's like paraplegic or something. It's like no, the way he describes it is like he's super smart because like every muscle in his body is like super amplified, but it's to the point where like his bones can't even hold him up anymore, so he has to sit in a wheelchair. And I was like, this is some crazy shit and it's like he's superman's the superman equivalent guy's kid which is cool i guess like that's kind of nice but it was just like this kid is basically so powerful that like his own body can't fucking handle it and it's like oh all right that's kind of a neat trade-off like there's some real world shit there i guess and you know you mean i guess you got stretchy kid you got the you know twist actually an alien girl named oho who is like quiet and doesn't talk but she can draw the future you have, you know, a girl who can sing with a really wide range that makes shit float or whatever. And you got a kid who 
is so fast that he's in slow motion is like the description yeah, of it, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you have all these kids, kids who can rewind time, another kid who can fast forward time, and a kid with like literally every power in the world. He just has to pick one, but he can't focus it. And of course, you have Shark Boy and Lava Girl's daughter, who's this little kid named Guppy, who is like the most OP out of all of them. I don't even care about the kid who has all the superpowers ever. She's like, I have super strength and I can manipulate water as long as I drink water. And it's just like she could beat the piss out of anybody with very little effort. And she's like five. (laughs) And so that's kind of the the group here of kids. And of course, you know, they all have their own problems. They got to work together. They mirror their parents who also aren't working together and arguing the whole time. And, you know. The movie itself is pretty cut and dry, like kind of that standard kids doing the things their parents are. It's Spy Kids, you know, it's like Spy Kids. They they grow, they mature, they work together, they end up being a better team than their parents were, and like, you know, also come into their own, how teamwork is good, and let's save the world, and growing confidence and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's almost nice that like Missy doesn't get any superpowers by the end of this movie. Like, I was kind of worried about that. I was like, man, she's going to like... Manifest Pedro Pascal's power, which I guess has something to do with magnets. I don't know, but whatever. And just doesn't, you know, she's just a normal kid. That's kind of neat. They just kind of up and decide to go save their parents. (laughs) Like (laughs) they're in a room and then it's like the aliens have taken all the superheroes and the kids are like, fuck, we got to go save them. And everyone's like, all right, fine. And they just kind of do it. And I'm like, mm, okay, like, and this is where I start to feel this like dissatisfaction that you had at the cameras because everything just kind of was like, okay, we have to do the next thing, so let's do the next thing to make the movie go, as opposed to like, where's the reasoning for this? Which I have to say kind of throws me off because I feel like that's not even Spy Kids. Like Spy Kids can make so little sense and be completely out of this world, but like it was still grounded in something. Like there was a purpose, there was a drive, right? Even Spy Kids three, like there's a ticking clock. You got to get get Carmen out before X whatever or else before the game releases or else all the kids are going to be in there or something right like I save the kids whereas in this it was just like well we got to do it because like we got to do it sure there's like no yeah, alternative we'll figure it out along the way right and it was just kind of like okay and it's like oh no they haven't caught all the superheroes like we can go to my grandma's house she trained the superheroes and everyone's like your grandma's so and so and I'm like y'all know her last name y'all know Pedro Pascal's <laughs> last name and you know their relation like guys put two and two together here the only one I'm expecting not to get this is Guppy the little kid because she's like five years old but it, it's and it's stuff like that where I'm like this movie's alright I guess like it it was entertaining it had some pretty it has some pretty decent laughs in it like the kids the kids it's your kids Marty Something has got to be done about your kids. I like the kids' performances. At least that's one thing that was, like, pretty good, I guess, yeah. in the film. Was that they all, like, interacted with each other. They were just kind of playing off of each other. And, like, that's what you usually would get with, like, a typical kids' movie. So, because this movie is obviously mm-hmm. catered to a certain... For sure. Yeah. Group. We're not going to sit here and be super hypercritical of it as if it was <laughs> I know. Us, but... <laughs> You know, it it's nice to kind of compare, okay, let's look at a kid's movie that Robert Rodriguez is doing today in 2020 and compare it to something he did 20 years ago, or 2021, I'm sorry, the movie came out in 2020, but, you know, something he did 20 years ago in 2001 was like Spy Kids, right? Yeah. And I think in both cases, he's pulling great performances out of these kids. Like... Yeah, like, I don't know what he does. Like, does he have just away with kids or like yeah like he just is able to find kids because i did think that like the main character was a little bit awkward at times and this is why i think think we're missing something from an original script of this movie because she starts this movie like 
as if you are already set up with her yeah. and Pedro Pascal. Like he, they have, they even for what little they interact, they have a pretty good chemistry. And I'm sure he was probably doing Mandalorian while they were filming this, so yeah. he's only in this movie a little bit. But like, I feel like the little bits they talk to each other, it's like okay, like and I'm like, even in the beginning, there's this whole thing where they're watching the superheroes get taken on the news, and she's like, "What's that?" And he just turns it off. He's like, "It's nothing. Don't worry about it." Like. The way they interact over breakfast, like, they're very comfortable with each other. They're, mm-hmm. they're doing a pretty okay job. But you're right. She's a little awkward because you kind of feel like you're hitting the ground running with her. Like, I, I feel like I should know more about her than I already do. And I really feel like there was, like, a opening sequence to this movie that was, like, this is my mother getting killed in a superhero yeah. event or something. Whoa, whoa. See that guy right there? Looks like he's hit rock bottom. Well, that guy's actually me. Believe it or not. Now, I bet you're wondering how I got in this wacky situation. It all started in the summer of 86. But I definitely liked all of their quirks. Like, the slow-mo kid, he cracked me up. Like, he was, like, one of the best characters along with, like, Guppy. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, it was great. I just love their characters. I love the people who played those characters. They were really good. Um, And then, again, with the adults, I think they actually paired them really well mm-hmm. um but yeah the one thing i guess i didn't like maybe this is just me but i the tentacles was too much like yeah. i was ooh, like the aliens were a little bit yeah it was <laughs> the, so the aliens are like they don't really show you what they totally look like as far as the purposes of this film go they appear to just be like people with tentacles coming out of their backs and it's like okay fine whatever aliens but it was just kind of weird because, like, there's tentacles and they're fighting with the tentacles. Fine, whatever. You got a stretchy kid in yeah. here who's, like, doing the same thing with his arms. It's equally as gross. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a scene where he, like, slingshots a bus or something and he's just like, I'm out of it. And he holds his arms up and they're, like, drooping down, like, yeah. flaccid. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> Stop it. Stretchy powers are disgusting. I thought we got enough of this with Mr. Fantastic in those, like, Fantastic Four movies from back in the day. But guess not. But the tentacles are doing the same thing. Um, the tentacle guys are doing the same thing. They're just like, there's a scene at the end. It's like as if they had a little extra on the the CGI budget or something, and so they just start having them like do high fives and like they're hugging each other and shit. And I'm just like, why are we, why do we keep cutting back to this? Like, stop it. This is gross. And it's like, <laughs> like nasty fucking skin flapping sounds as the tentacles are like high-fiving and hugging and I'm like this is gross stop everyone can be happy do it once and walk away like please get them off this fucking ship this is gross (laughs) I can hear it from here it sounds like thank you Lord Guru but um yeah I didn't care for the tentacle people much but it was it was funny because it's like the tentacle people infiltrated like these levels of society on earth right so like uh priyanka chopra plays miss granada who is like uh this the the, the, the head of the, the head heroics. of the heroics yeah like division i guess mm-hmm. like that's kind of weird the hierarchy here doesn't really make sense right because she's obviously the boss yeah but then pedro pascal's like i'm still the leader of the heroics I but just it's like very it similar desk. to like other shows. You've got the actual like head honcho, and then you've got the leader. Right, and that's kind of like, like, okay, is that what this is? Like, he's yeah. not the boss; he's just the leader of the team. Yeah, just think of the boys, but you know, okay. just less 
yeah, gruesome. Yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> it's not violent just killing people things. It's like he's just like he's Homelander, and then yeah. you have yeah. Okay, like I get behind that, but she's clearly like the boss, and she's an alien. Yeah, um, and she was pretty funny in this. Like she was very animated in a lot of it. Like she's really like. She's very over-exaggerating everything, which I thought was really funny and, like, fit really well here. Because, like, as she's walking, like, the first time we see her, she's walking the hall and her whole body is just, like, moving back and forth and shoulders and hips are, like, moving <laughs> around. And I'm just like, yeah, we are, like, really doing the, like, flaunting it down the hallway yeah. thing. And I'm like, that's that's the level of absurdity I think this movie sits in. And yep. I think most everyone's doing it pretty okay. Um, or if not great. Even the grandma is doing, like, a great job with just the over-the-top, you know, Miyagi-esque gotta wax on, wax off shit and fight like this and that and the other thing. Wax on, right hand. Wax off, left hand. Wax on, wax off. But yeah, they infiltrate all the the shit. And I think it's funny because they infiltrate, like, the president, who's played by the same dude. They, like, infiltrate the president and mimic him, played by Christopher McDonald. Um, who also, who plays, you know, the president in a lot of these humorous things or the bad guy and some other stuff, but he plays the president in Spy Kids 2. And it's like, it feels so similar. It looks so similar. <laughs> it's hard to not think that this guy has just been president for 20 fucking years. But his name is Neil Anami, which they cleverly find out later is just, I, what is it? I'm an alien spelled backwards, which is like, I groaned so fucking hard when the genius <laughs> kid's like, look, I figured it out. Neil Anami is just, I'm an alien spelled backwards. <laughs> and everyone's like, dun, dun, dun. And I'm like, really? But for a kid, that would be like. I know Holy it's shit. like a, oh, I didn't ever think of that. And it's like, yeah, it's true, it's true, it's true. But it's just funny because like it's just super funny to me to think that this movie is like probably the last movie of the Trump presidency to like really take a jab at him. Like yeah. they take such a and it's such like light petty jabs at the president. It's like they want the kids to be like Hey, you know, the president twenty like, <laughs> just letting you know he sucked, and it's just like they like the the jokes are so like playground like, like it's like oh we need to alert the president's like we can't man it's like why it's like it's before noon he's not even awake and I'm just like damn like what a like just nonsense jab at the president and I'm like I'm here for it like fuck it yeah fuck that dude like whatever who cares. But it's just funny that they took these, like, jabs. It's like, oh, yeah, they put this, like, incompetent leader in, and he just can't, like, do anything. And, oh, he's an alien. Oh, that makes so much sense. And I'm like, I guess so. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and then the, the, at the end of the movie, they have a big fight, which in and of itself doesn't really make sense because it's like, I guess when you learn it's a test, it makes more sense. But just the way the kids approach it, it's kind of like, okay. Uh, and, you know, the twist is that there was a test the whole time, and they wanted to make sure that the kids could do it and on this alien planet the kids are the leaders and the adults aren't which yeah, i guess the like subordinates yeah which seems kind of weird because it would kind of suck to like grow into that but are babies like the leaders of the whole world then or is it like only kids aged five to seven i guess so like they choose someone yeah i don't understand that age and then but the once you become an adult, choose? it's like 
That sucks. What are the adults Because right? what if you start start at the top and then it's just you like, yeah, as down. you get older, you go down and like, you're what, like. What sort of social systems do you have in place to ensure <laughs> that like the adults aren't just like sub- completely subservient to the kids forever? Like, yeah. it just seems like the older you get, the more shafted you are. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really control that. I don't know. It's a kid's movie. It doesn't have to make that much sense. I'm sure it's a kid's dream. Like, oh, kids run the planet on this world. It's like, yeah, but what happens to United? It's like the like kids next door approach this, right? It's like the the dread of becoming 13 and you're not a kid. So you have to like get brainwashed and oh, shit yeah. in that show. And it's like, you know, we're approaching a reality of that. And then with, with the whole in the show of like, oh, hey, you are going to get older and you are going to age out of this shit. Whereas in this, they're like, kids run the world. It's like, yeah, but you're not a kid forever. Look yeah. at the... Look at the president. And they're like, <laughs> he's an adult. What the fuck's going on? But yeah, the whole joke throughout the whole thing is that, oh, the the t- alien technology is like really intuitive. It's like if a kid made it or something like that. And it's just, that's the joke. Kids made it. And it's like, okay, whatever. Kids are better than adults in this. I don't fucking know. But yeah, that's a twist. And then it just kind of ends. It ends on this cool like scene where they're all standing there. In, like, their own little heroics uniforms, you know, looking out at the future, as they say, which is kind of a line you're like, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. But, yeah, I mean, there's just, this movie just feels like it should have been longer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't necessarily want it to be longer, but I feel like there's stuff missing that, like, really would have fleshed it out a little bit. That even for a kid, you know, I couldn't help but sitting there thinking, like, I don't know, a kid would be like, why are they doing this now? Like... There's some scenes like, but why? Like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing it like that? And other things where it's like, they do this whole double cross on the alien kids. Like, oh, we knew you were an alien the whole time because you accidentally drew it in one of your drawings that you showed us. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker controls an entire species comes to Earth <laughs> and like, accidentally like, this either wasn't an accident and they were testing if you could like pay attention or they were just straight up like oh whoops <laughs> my bad um but you know aside from all that stuff I think you do get some classic Rodriguez you know bits like he doesn't spy kids you have you have like a pretty nicely like diverse cast but you also have that like classic like you know, Spanish, uh, speaking, you know, like, like Latinx, uh, you know, kind of main characters or main character and just like their whole family stuff going on. But you get like the same Spanish guitar starts playing like throughout this (laughs) movie. And it was just like within like the first 20 minutes, it just, it starts up and I was like, there it is. It's always fun to see that because it just feels like a little signature by the director in these things. If there was one thing I kind of wish like that we did, even though it's kind of like impossible, but like just watching it with a kid and yeah. just seeing their reactions and seeing how they mm-hmm. react to the movie, I guess. Because like yeah. you said, there might be some parts like they're probably like confused as fuck and right. they're just like, what the hell? But then other parts I'm like, yeah, they'd be like all over this. Like, Oh yeah, no, there's yeah. parts where I'm like, if I was a kid, they'd be loving, I'd be yeah. loving Which is this. why I think like um, the reason why he has people like, especially the adults, over exaggerate like their words, their mm-hmm. body movements, and stuff like that. 
which I'm pretty sure there's been like research on because that's how kids learn. Mm-hmm. If you over exaggerate something, they're like, yeah, I'm going to like repeat that, but just right. like in an over exaggerated way. But that's how I learn. Right. No, I think there's definitely with Rodriguez's stuff with like kids movies. I would totally say that is a really solid interpretation because like you're absolutely right. I didn't really think about it much, but like all the adults in spy kids and in this, they like really over they they act like they're on stage rather than on screen. Like they're really like overemphasizing movements and stuff. And then, you know, on like in a theater, like on stage, you do that because you're on stage. Like people in the back, you got to make sure they could see what you're doing. Whereas on in a movie, you can be more subtle and they pick pick up on those cues. And I think for a kid, you're not picking up on those cues. So you got to, you know, really over exaggerate. And I think it's kind of great because it makes the movie that much more accessible to a kid. I don't mind the over-exaggeration. I think it fits with the theme and stuff like that. So I'm not bothered by it. I'm not like, oh, this is so childish. Like, I'm watching a kid's movie. Jesus Christ. Calm down. <laughs> but, like, um, it, it, it was nice to see that, like, he's able to get these guys to do these performances. And even people, like, people you know, like Christian Slater, Pedro Pascal, like, people you are, like, who are more or less famous, especially, like, Pascal doing the, doing the Mandalorian stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know these people and you're able to get them to kind of almost be goofy in a serious way to like just make sure that it's there like it it almost feels like Rodriguez was like okay guys like we are making a kids movie and like this is how kids are gonna like understand it you need to be like x in order to get to them we're not doing some high art fantasy shit (laughs) you know it's for kids and we can just approach it that way and I think it kind of creates an environment that like allows the adult actors to be more comfortable in being goofy and just have fun with it, which I think then gives the kid actors more comfort to be kids like you would be in these roles. And again, the kids do great. Like, I don't think any of the kids really bugged me too much that like they weren't doing well, you know, like I just didn't have a problem with them. It was fine. In fact, they're like with kid actors, you either have really good ones or they're really crappy. And like, these were all really good. And I, he does a great job, I guess, picking which kid actors are going to shine. Though I got to say, some of these superpowers feel like living hell, though. <laughs> I know. Um, the slow-mo kid in particular, they're like, he's so fast that he's in a time loop and he's just in slow motion all the time. And I'm just like, what a nightmare. Like, <laughs> what a fuck. And these are things I think like when you point out like kids are like, oh, this, that, the other thing. Like kids are just seeing this guy stuck in slow motion. It's funny because he's in slow-mo. It's a to me, I'm like, what kind of living hell? <laughs> like, everyone's constant. You can hear everything. Everyone's like, hurry up. And you're like, I'm trying. <laughs> and in your mind, you're just screaming. Yeah, and I'm like, like, how many times do they just have to leave you behind? Right? Because if they wait for you, that's like imminent death. <laughs> exactly. They're like, oh, if we like actually sit and go your speed, we're fucked. And it's just like... <laughs> But then by the end, he can control it. Yeah, he gets a better control yeah, of it. I guess. I, and those are the types of things where I wish they kind of elaborated a little bit more on. Mm-hmm. Like, is he stuck in the time loop because he can't figure out how to get out of it? Or is he stuck in the time loop because it's just some flub with his powers? Because yeah. up until the end, I took it as just a flub with his powers. Yeah. But then it was like, he talked normal. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? He can control that? What, what was he doing before? Um... But yeah, stuff like that, you know, and then like Noodle's kid overstretches and his body's just stretched out. And I'm like, oh, that is 
that is nasty. Yeah. That is, don't want that. And I feel like kind of like I feel like it'd be incredibly frustrating to be wheels because it's like you are super smart and you're like super strong, but you physically can't even though he does like a handstand, which doesn't really make any sense. Um, given the parameters of his powers later in the movie, it's just like, man, that's gotta be frustrating. Yeah. Like, could you imagine being sh- the strongest person on earth, the smartest person on earth, and you're trapped in a wheelchair because your body physically can't handle it? Like, I mean, he might have to just oh. grow into it, hopefully. I know, right? Hopefully it's just like, oh, once you get to this age, like, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or like your body still needs to grow yeah. like some more bone or whatever. I mean, honestly, that would be like a, give me some robot, like bracer leg things let me run around here because or i don't know do some like harry potter-esque thing and grow grow yeah grow bones (laughs) like harder bones they know you know what they do to (laughs) he he gets the adamantium treatment like fucking wolverine and they just like inject his bones and he gets up and he's like yeah he's just indestructible and super strong But yeah, you know, I mean, and overall, it's cool. It's a fine movie. Like, I'm sure kids enjoy it, at least for what it is. It's a super campy Avengers. Uh, Amber, overall, what what were your thoughts, like, on this movie as far as, like, what, what are you rating it out of our standard 10, you know, what do you think of this compared to something like Spy Kids? If you could try to pull the nostalgia lens back a little bit and be as objective as possible, but, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I think I... I'd probably give it like a five out of ten. So, which is like what the actual score for it is. Okay. But yeah, I think like in terms of Spy Kids, obviously it doesn't compare at all. Yeah. Um, I think if they fleshed it out, like the score could have been a lot better. But yeah, I think like which I guess five out of ten isn't super bad, especially for like kids movies because mm-hmm. there are ones that are way worse, like or oh, just yeah. closer to zero. <laughs> Totally. Like, shouldn't have been made, like, well, at it's all. just, like, it, it's, like, insulting even to a kid's <laughs> mm-hmm. intelligence to have it. And even then, it's been, it, I guess the score I'm giving it is a lot better than some of the movies we've seen. And I've given it, yeah. like, a two. A two or, or a three. three. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's, you kind of have to rate it with, with a little bit of, of a curve, right? Because it's, like, this is a kid's movie, you know? Yeah. We're not... It's not like Tenet where it's supposed to be this for adults high concept yeah, thing. Yeah, like this is not going to win an Academy Award And or it's anything. not trying to. And that's where it's like, yeah, I, I, and personally, I'll give it like a six because I feel like it, it gave me some genuine laughs like in this movie. Like I did actually laugh at shit the kids said or did. And I was like, haha, like that's funny. And, you know, taking that into account and then like the fact that it's just a kid's movie and they're just doing kid shit. I mean, it... it the world is so reminiscent of Spy Kids. Like, I think Rodriguez's style, like, aesthetic style with the CG and shit is just so... There's just a continuity there that I can appreciate. You know, he's not, like, just doing something random every single time. Like, you can tell it has kind of his mark on it, and I can appreciate that on, like, a filmmaker standpoint. And it's just, like, it's for kids. And it doesn't pretend, like you said, it's not trying to win the Oscar. And it's not trying to pretend it's anything more than, like, here's this Netflix movie that's just a kid's superhero movie that will probably spin off into, you know, a television series, which is fine. Whatever. I think this would be better as a television series anyway. Like, I think it could be kind of neat. Have the kids flying around through space and shit, mm-hmm. saving aliens. Awesome. You know, I'd love to see some aliens done in Rodriguez CGI style, like more than just people with tentacles. Like, let's just go full on. What are these Gleep Glops looking like? You know, I do think that Spy Kids is better 
kind of for the same reasons that you pointed out is it's Spy Kids was just more fleshed out. Like again, the very, the beginning of the movie is like, here is this little romantic story that kind of lays the framework for their parents being spies and like why they're not anymore and sort of puts the, the conflict into place. That's like why these kids will have to do that. Whereas in this movie, they're just like, we open up right in the middle of kind of the plot, like the, the falling action of the plot. Like, oh man, the heroes are all getting taken. And it's like, oh no. No! No! We don't get enough on the characters, I feel like, to in the same way we get a lot on like Carmen and Junie. Like they're at each other's throats all the time. You get kind of this relatable character. Whereas in this movie, I think we're told a lot more than about Missy than we are shown. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that kind of stinks. Like, I, I'll give it a six just because I think it would probably be fun if you have kids to watch because it's colorful and crazy shit happens. And, you know, as an adult, it wasn't unenjoyable. I mean, especially if you grew up with something like Spy Kids. I think you'll like this because it just kind of scratches that nostalgia. It's just a little bit. But I think that'll do it for we can be heroes amber what do we got going on for small screens next week next week we're going to be covering doom patrol that's right we're going to be covering the dc original series doom patrol we started it the other day and we've been watching it and it's very enjoyable and i think it might just mark the beginning of the renaissance <laughs> <laughs> yes um, we need a renaissance i'm loving the brendan Fraser in that show so far but you guys can hear all about our love for Brendan Fraser and the other characters in that show and the show overall and our other thoughts because we're not done with it yet. Maybe it sucks by the end. Who knows? <laughs> but you can hear all about that next week when we cover Doom Patrol. Thanks for listening in on We Can Be Heroes. You guys can check out all of our content on our website, swhn19.com. You can look us up on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You name it, and you can also find this episode and plenty more wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc. And until next week, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. And this is So What Happens Next. See you guys later.